0: Welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the shows well at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you're here today, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Leave a rating and review as well. That would be much, much appreciated. And today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable prices. All the parts car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, first and foremost, going to wish a couple of happy birthdays because it's Austin Matthews' 24th birthday. Yep, that's right. I feel terrible because Austin Matthews is 24 years old. He's a Rocket Richard winner, lighting up the league, getting paid millions of dollars, and, uh, well... I'm not doing any of those things and I'm an older older than him. I, I I've gotten to that weird age where I'm like all of these young stars, young athletes are now like younger than me and, and and performing and like doing some big great things and I'm just sitting here like yeah, good for you. I get to talk about it. <laughs> like yeah, you know, it's just kind of weird. I I I I haven't quite accepted that I am now 27 and, and approaching my 30s where I feel like once you get past 30, I was told this You feel like you never want to wear a jersey again because you feel embarrassed that you're a 30-year-old man wearing a jersey of somebody who's like six or seven years younger than you. And then that only progressively feels weirder as you get older. I don't know. This is just what my my uncle told me. He's like, the second you turn 30, you're never going to want to put a jersey on. I'm telling you. Still a few years away from that. But uh, anyways, not really a conversation I planned on having today. But Austin Matthews celebrating his 24th birthday. Michael Bunting, his birthday today as well, along with Coach Sheldon Keefe. So today's a big birthday day for Maple Leafs. Matthews, Bunting, and Keefe are... Also, Ovi, the grade eight, his birthday is today as well, September seventeenth. So it's actually really interesting that Ovechkin's birthday falls on the same day uh, as as Matthews, or I guess I'm gonna go vice versa that Matthews' birthday falls on the same day as Ovechkin's. As the torch is now being passed from Ovi to Matthews as the greatest goal scorer in the game, and I think that is that has happened. Like that happened last year. He now has the torch. He is now the best goal scorer in the NHL. Um, and I just think that's interesting that they share a birthday. I think that's really cool. Um, So a couple of things that we're going to get to today. The the Maple Leafs made an interesting signing earlier, actually, tonight. Um, Just around 7 o'clock, I think it got reported that uh, they signed a new player to a PTO. I I think it's interesting. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about if I think he's someone who can make this team and make an impact. Uh, So we'll we'll discuss that in a moment. The Maple Leafs camp is now underway. The the rookie camp, uh, they played their second game. Today, so I'll tell you about that. They played the Blues, uh, won in overtime, and there was a sit-down yesterday with Steve Simmons and Brendan Shanahan, or at least the article from Steve Simmons from the Toronto Sun. It came out yesterday, his sit-down with, with Shani, so I'll go over a couple of the quotes that kind of stuck out to me and discuss uh, my thoughts on those, but let's get to uh, the big news of uh, of the day. Um... And that's that the Leafs have given Nikita Gusev a PTO. So he's not guaranteed anything, obviously. But getting a a PTO, I think, is going to be interesting. Um, If you recall, Gusev, who now is 29 years old. So he's not a young pup. But, you know, he's only been in the NHL a couple of years. But he tore up the KHL before coming over to the NHL. Um. I recall he was so he was traded from like his rights were traded from Tampa to Vegas. And then when he was coming to the NHL that they Vegas couldn't really afford him because he wanted like four million to sign. And Vegas couldn't really afford that. So they traded him to New Jersey. Um, And he went on to have 44 points in 66 games in his first year in the NHL. Would have been like 27 years old at the time. And then followed it up with a not-so-great season this year at just 10 points through 31 games. Um, But previously in the KHL, he had 82-point season through 62 games for uh, SKA St. Petersburg, the year before coming over to the NHL. And that was kind of when he really got on the radar of, of people. Um, and even the years before that, realistically, he had 62 points in 54 games and 71 points the year before that through 57 games. So he had like three solid seasons in a row where this guy was just putting up numbers. Even the playoffs, like he's 23 points in 18 games in the playoffs in 16, 17, and then just 12 and 15, but then 19 points in an 18-game playoff in uh, his final season with uh, St. Petersburg. And then decided to go and play in the World Championships, had 16 points in 10 games at the World Championships. So that was unbelievable. I believe he played in the uh the Olympics the year before as well, where he had 12 points in six games. So he was kind of on the NHL radar as an extremely productive offensive player. And, you know, he was a hot commodity coming over. Again, like I said, his rights were retained and have been traded around. So it's not like he was a a free agent like Mikheyev where they could just go and they could sign this guy. He did, you know, he was a drafted player, so his rights were uh, with specific teams. But, you know, he's only a couple of seasons removed from that. And realistically, this past season, pandemic year, you could chalk it up to that, the whole 10 points in 31 games thing. Um, You know, He was a healthy scratch a little bit. There were some injuries involved, I think. But the season before, his first year in the NHL, I mean 13 goals, 31 assists, 44 points in 66 games on a piss-poor New Jersey devil squad. I seriously think that Nikita Gusev could potentially come in and compete for a top-six role. I think he can. Why, Why not? I mean he's not Any worse or any better, I would say, than, like, the Buntings and the Kashas and and the the Nick Richies that they've already brought in. It's another dart throw. And the fact that it's just a PTO and not a guaranteed deal I think makes us even better. Um, But he is somebody who can come in and compete. And, And I truly believe that he'll actually have, like, a decent showing. Like, this isn't going to... Just come in and uh, and and this isn't like a ho saying where it's like okay hey, maybe he can come in and play. I think they see this as a guy who can legitimately come in and help this club. Um, I got a tweet from Mike Johnson though, and he he kind of sees it from from a, a different angle. He said, "I've really liked Gusev since watching him internationally. He's better offensively than some of the guys he will be competing with on the left side, but he does have two questions. First, how can he do without PP one time?" And can his five-on-five game support the top players? He likes the, and he's also said, I like the upside if it works. So, of course, this is a a huge upside deal, right? And there's some questions that I've heard about his skating and, and he can be uh, a liability sometimes on the in the other end. And, you know, if that is the case, then, I, hey, you cut bait. If he comes through in camp he doesn't look good and he is a liability and he's not producing, he's not a guy who fits well with um, you know Matthews and Marner or Tavares and, and Nylander, you cut bait, it's only a tryout, it's not going to cost you any cap, it's not going to cost you nothing. So this is honestly a really good, uh, a good opportunity here for the Maple Leafs to try and find something in a guy who just two seasons ago, just two years ago, was very productive, and had been for the three previous years. I mean, last year could have just been a little blip. And if that's the case, like 29, he probably still has a couple of years to go. And this is so Maple Leafs, so Maple Leafs. Let's go out and let's get ourselves, uh, you know, a, a Russian player who we can kind of just throw at the wall and, and see if it sticks. You know, I, I, I they've done this so many times. They went out, they got Zaitsev, Mikheyev. Last season, remember Miko Letnin that went out and and picked him up uh, from the KHL, and now obviously he's not coming from the KHL. He's been in the NHL now for a couple of seasons, but bringing in Nikita Gusev on a PTO again, I think it's a, a, a extreme. There's it's a no risk move, high reward, um, and someone who I legitimately believe will be competing with Bunting, with Kasha, with Richie, with Nick Robertson for a spot on the left side. Um, in the top six, you could throw Mikaev in that mix as well for this, the the Maple Leafs because it's, it's completely wide open. It is wide open. Um, and this is somebody who previously has had a lot of skill and Hey, I know Mike Johnson said like, how can you do without PP one time? If he comes out and he, he, you know, he's a creative playmaking type of guy. I mean, uh, 31 assists, uh, the, or 31 assists his his rookie season in the NHL. 65 assists in his final year in the KHL. 40 the year before that, 47 the year before that. You know, if this is a guy who is a very creative, pass first, playmaking type of guy. Who says he can't be on the power play? You know, who says he can't? Why can't he? I I I I like the move. No risk, high reward, and uh, we'll see if it pays off. All right, we'll take a quick break, and when we get back, uh, I've got one more piece of news. Actually, I want to talk a little bit about the outdoor game, uh, because I don't believe I talked about that in the last episode. Uh, So we'll talk about the outdoor game a little bit um, between the Maple Leafs and the Sabres. We'll get to the Leafs game against the blues earlier today the prospect game at the rookie camp in traverse city the rookie tournament showcase and then also discuss a little bit about some of the quotes said by Brendan shanahan when he sat down with steve simmons that's all coming up next here on the lockdown lease podcast Auto are always reliably low, and the same for the professionals as the do it yourselfers. So, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings you all your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part? There's a no annual contract so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that's directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package all right, welcome back into the Logged on these podcasts. I am Mike DiStefano, the host of this program. You can catch me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. I do, uh, I do like being social with y'all, so if, if anyone's got something to say about any of the takes that I make or you want to ask me a question that I could pose here on the podcast, you go ahead, you fire out uh, a little tweet my way, and 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 I'll make sure I either answer it or uh, that I bring it up here on the podcast. Um Yeah, so just so you know, at Mickey underscore Canuck is my personal Twitter. Uh, So before I get into what happened today in Traverse City, I do want to talk a little bit about the outdoor game that the Maple Leafs are going to be taking part of. It's going to be the outdoor heritage classic between the Maple Leafs and the Buffalo Sabres. It's going to be the Battle of QEW taking place at Tim Hortons Field in Hamilton. Yes, so technically this will be a... um, Well, what's the word I'm looking for here? A neutral site game. There it is. (laughs) This is a a, a technically a neutral site game. Um, I would imagine there'd be far more Maple Leafs fans considering it's right outside the GTA and. You won't have to also cross a border to go to this game. But I would imagine, again, I'm a guy who grew up in Niagara. I know there were a lot of Buffalo Sabres fans within Niagara just because it was a lot easier to go to Buffalo to go to a game. And it's closer in proximity than it was to go to Toronto, which was A, farther, B, way more expensive. And as I was growing up, the Buffalo Sabres actually had a decent squad through the uh, through through the early two thousands and and into the uh, early part of or I guess through the two thousands in general I suppose we could say, um, but anyway it, it, so they're meeting in the middle in Hamilton at Tim Hortons Field I think it's uh, it's perfect I, I think it's great in terms of a storyline in that regard but how interested am I in this game how interested are you in this game. Like, I'm honestly a little bit over outdoor games. It's cool, I suppose, in the moment. Like, I've spoken to a couple of guys who have played in outdoor games, and they say it's an unbelievable experience. They they love to play in one. And, you know, maybe just if you can get into one in your career, it's it's kind of a bucket list things, I suppose. So it'd be nice. But, I mean, the Leafs have played in a few already. They've had a couple outdoor games. You know, they had the Stadium Series uh, game that they played against Detroit a couple years ago. They have played outdoor games down at BMO a couple times. They played the, I think it was what, the Hurricanes, right? In the Centennial Classic um, and like the Young Stars game or whatever it's called, the, the Next Generation game. Like they've had outdoor games before. So it's not like this is a new thing for... The Maple Leafs um, or, or the Sabres. The Sabres have been in some outdoor games as well. Maybe not this new iteration of Buffalo, but uh, but even. Aside from the fact that I I personally feel like outdoor games have been way too oversaturated and watered down and the allure of them has kind of waned from me, especially last year. Remember that they had to take, I believe it was between Vegas and Colorado, and they literally had to take an eight-hour break between the second and third period because they tried to do it. I was in Lake Tahoe, and there was just the ice started melting, and there were slips sliding all over the place. There are ruts being created anytime somebody tried to skate down the ice like it was legitimately dangerous the sun was was um, beaming off the ice and blinding guys like it was actually like a mess last year if you recall um that it's probably not going to happen here in in Hamilton in, in March it'll still be relatively chilly I would assume um but the allure has fallen off for me and then you look at the matchup I mean the Sabres are just garbage like yeah, the battle of QEW is is fun to say, like it's it has a catchy name to it, but realistically, I mean, the, it's just not a great one. Like Toronto is just a much better team, a way better team. Like I wish Toronto had a, a much better opponent. Like what if it was Toronto and Montreal, like on the Rideau Canal or something like that, right? Like it's somewhat it's it's on a neutral site, but it's an actual rivalry. This isn't really a rivalry. They've they're the closest teams in proximity to each other. Uh, so yeah, I guess they could bust to each other's arenas, but in terms of a rivalry, I mean neither of these two teams have really been good at the same time in the last two decades to have a rivalry. And and the only other thing that would have been cool was like, oh, Jack Eichel versus versus Austin Matthews, the two top American centers in the game today facing off against each other. But is I even going to be there? Like, uh, he could be traded by then. Or worse, he could still be on the mend if he ends up getting that surgery and may not even end up playing. So, like, there's just, I'm not a big fan of it. It's cool and all. You know, the Maple Leafs are going to get to play in another outdoor game. This is technically, they're the last Canadian team to play in a hair outdoor heritage classic, which I guess is is, a, is an interesting little factoid, but I don't know, it's, it's, uh, it's, I don't find it as, as, like, groundbreaking of an event as some people seem to think it'll, it'll be, or some people will, like, feel like it is, but that's just me, you let me know on Twitter, at Mickey underscore Canuck, are you excited for this game, are you going to try and go to this game, I'll say this, I've never been to an outdoor game, maybe my opinion would change if I got to go to one live, if I got to go, maybe it would change. So if you want to bring me to a game, (laughs) if you get tickets and you want to bring me to a game, try and change my mind, I'm not going to say no. I'm not. So keep that in mind, listeners. Keep that in mind. Okay, uh, so earlier today, the Maple Leafs defeated the St. Louis Blues four to three in overtime in Traverse City at the rookie camp showdown. Uh, there's what the the Red Wings, the Blue Jackets, the Stars, the Leafs, the Blues uh, are all down there right now um, in a little mini mini tournament, and the Leafs uh, beat St. Louis four three in overtime. Mikhail Abramov scoring the overtime winner for Toronto. One of the more uh, more known names at Leafs Rookie Camp this year, so it's nice to see that he is getting some production. He scored a goal. Alex Steves opened up the scoring, and Alex Steves is a guy who I want to spend a little bit of time talking about. He's someone who I think is actually going to end up getting a look at, like, here at Maple Leafs main camp. If you recall, you probably remember me talking about him for all of, I don't know, 48 seconds like when he signed a contract with with this team back in like March or so, maybe um anyway, when the when the NCAA season ended and he ended up signing his contract with Toronto. Um played three years at the University of Notre Dame. So this is his first rookie camp with the Maple Leafs, and he's starting to turn heads. Uh, you know, at the at the development camp before they went off to the tournament, he was by far and away the best player, they said. Like him and and, and Nick Robertson, those two for sure are two of the guys who are turning heads down there. And uh, he's 21 years old, so he's at that kind of ripe age where he can come in, step into the AHL, and maybe prove himself there, and then turn into one of those stud, uh, you know, middle six, potentially, bottom nine, uh, two-way players. Like, I think that's what Alex Steves can give you you take a look at it what he was able to do at the University of Notre Dame last few seasons he had thirty two points last year in twenty nine games had twenty eight points the year before that um, and then just nine games his first season so you can see the progression from nine to twenty eight and then this year or this past season a career high of thirty two points and fifteen goals in uh, seven fewer games too just twenty nine games so you know you saw that progression you, you know Notre Dame is a pretty good school. Um so I I think that it's really uh it's really nice to see that he's coming out and he's playing well. They see play for the U19s for the Americans at the World Juniors looks like it Had 3 assists in 5 games uh for them but so, yeah, Alex Steve seems to be really turning heads. He scored today, opened up scoring as well here at the rookie tournament or here in this in this game. But he's a name who I think needs to be kind of uh, kept on the back burner a little bit for somebody who could come into the camp and maybe be like a sneaky surprise guy Competitive player to somewhat put themselves in the conversation uh, with this team. Like I said, that left side is completely wide open, um, and he's a left, you know, left winger. That's what he is, right? He can come in, shoot left. Five um, eleven, so not a tall, overly tall guy, but you know, buck eighty five got some stockiness to him. Uh, I, I think that Alex Steves is a name to somewhat keep in mind once the preseason games start going cuz i think he'll get a he'll get an invite to camp for sure he'll get some games here within uh, within training camp, and I think he's a player who's going to try and push, if not to, to make a name for himself for the big club, but certainly to give himself an opportunity to be a top dog, a lead dog with the Marlies. So Alex Steves, keep that name in mind. Um, and then the Maple Leafs have another game tomorrow, I believe, uh, at the rookie tournament. And I think I saw, if you check their website, you can actually watch these games for free on their website. Uh, or I think they're posting them on Twitter. Um, you can watch them on NHL.com. So keep an eye for that. Maybe I'll go and I'll tweet that out on the on the uh on the Twitter account for Locked Leafs. That's at Locked On Leafs on Twitter. Okay. Uh yeah, we'll take one more quick break. When we come back, I'll chat about this Steve Simmons article and, and get a look see at what Brendan Shanahan had to say and what I have to say about what he had to say. We'll do that next here on the Locked Leafs podcast. Auto are always reliably low, and the same for the professionals as the do it yourselfers. So, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or your truck and write locked on on their How'd You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts a car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Did you know that the Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time only? Right now, they've got Grasshopper Cookie. It is phenomenal. And when you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about all of their favorites. If you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're missing out. You got Coconut, Coconut Almond, Cherry, Raspberry, Mint Brownie, Peanut Butter Brownie, Double Chocolate, and Salted Caramel. So there's something for everyone. And know this, my favorite favorite flavor, the peanut butter brownie. It is fantastic. And if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors that we provide. And not only are the Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. They're great for the health conscious guy or gal, but also good for the keto diet. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and only four grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like and get it now. Go to builtbar.com Use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BiltBar.com. Welcome back to Locked On These Podcasts. Mike DiStefano here, the host of this program. And uh, hey, good news. Starting on Monday, we are back to daily episodes of the Locked On Lease podcast. I can't wait. Uh, you know, the summer was was real busy. I did not get around to doing as many pods as I wanted to. Uh, but starting on Monday, back to daily episodes, Monday to Friday, directly to your phone. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Lease pod wherever you get your podcast, And tell a friend. You know, be be a friend and tell a friend about us here at Locked On Leafs. If they are a, a, a Leaf fan, a diehard Leaf fan, I truly encourage them, and I encourage you to tell them that uh, they need to be subscribed here to Locked On Leafs. So in the Toronto Sun yesterday, uh, Steve Simmons put out an article. He had a one-on-one sit-down with Brendan Shanahan, so he wrote a piece about that. Um, and there was a couple of comments that I wanted to kind of bring out. Pull out of it and discuss uh, a little bit. Um, and here's the first one from Shanahan. And this is basically on, you know, the whole, you stick with the core four. is You know, th- it's failed a couple of times. Uh, are you still going to go with it? Obviously, this past summer, you did not move one of them. You know, is this still going to be your plan going forward? How do you feel about this being the plan, the Shanna plan, as it was coined, geez, what, seven years ago now-ish? So, uh, But here's what he had to say. It's a, quote... What we can't do is get frustrated now. We can't discard the plan. We can't go on our own as individuals. We have to continue on this course, and I think the players are absolutely driven to get this done here in Toronto. Okay, yeah. Obviously, I think the players want to get it done here in Toronto. Everybody wants to win, and they say, yeah, we're not discarding the plan. Here's the thing. I don't think they have a choice. Like I've talked about this a couple of times throughout the off season, I do not think that the Maple Leafs really had much of a choice because it's going to be difficult to trade these guys. Like A, they've got big contracts, and B, you may not get, you may not better your team. Like it's not easy to make a trade, to win a trade when you're moving on from the best player in the deal. And let's be honest, Austin Matthews is a top three guy. Our top fifty list here at the Locked On Pod, and if you if you missed the top fifty list, make sure you go check out the Locked On NHL Show. Um, but spoiler: Austin Matthews came in at number three in the top fifty in the entire NHL. So you're talking about a guy who is a top three player in the NHL. Obviously, you're not going to move on from him. Mitch Marner, he made the top twenty in that list. I think he's even higher than that. I think he's a top fifteen player possibly competing as a top ten guy in the NHL. But somewhere between a ten to fifteen range is where I have him. I know he's been the whipping boy all offseason within, you know, Leafs Nation, but at the end of the day, he is an extremely he is an extreme talent. Like he is a talent and is not it will not be easy if you trade him to replace that. I'll tell you that right now. Right now. Kind of you don't know what you got till it's gone. That's the way I think it would be with Marner if they would have moved him this offseason. So you're not moving him. John Tavares, he's your captain. He ain't going anywhere. I guess you could have moved William Nylander, but he's actually the one at this point that's giving you the most value for his contract. So you're not going to move that value because he he seems like this past offseason, or this past season, that second half plus playoffs, If that and the fact that he continued into the playoffs actually gives me hope. If that's what he is now, if he finally, you know, that, that light finally switched on him, that's a play that i love to have for under $7 million. And he is somebody who's going to come in and provide that offense on the nights that, you know, Matthews and Marner are shut down. You know, if, let's say, you're taking on the Tampa Bay Lightning, you're taking on, you know, a team that has like a, an unbelievable shutdown pairing, and they completely shut down that top line, well, you've got another wave there with William Nylander and John Tavares, who, according to the Locked On NHL podcast uh, Top 50 list, both top 40 players in the NHL. I think Tavares came in at 40, Nylander came in at 33, and that's your second wave, that's your second line of stars. So, I I understand keeping these guys. You don't want to move them. It's hard to replace that talent, and... It makes sense that they're staying the course. But this is the last year that I think they can do that. And and, and I'll be honest, and I've said this before, if they don't get it done this year, it's it's not that it's going to get blown up, but I'd be shocked if if Dubas, at the very least, is still around. And if Dubas ain't here, you got to think that other changes are going to have to be made. Shanahan probably as well could be in there. And one of those core four pieces. Probably would be out the door if uh, if this team suffers another early exit from the playoffs. Are they driven? Of course they're driven. I would hope so. But show me in the playoffs when it matters. And if that's the plan that you're sticking with, you've got one more year for it to, to, to flourish. Or it's curtains for the Shanna plan and Dubas and probably the core, the whole core four uh, mantra going forward, probably going to be some changes to it, where then it'll be kind of a three amigos type of deal. Uh, okay, one other quote, and this was actually the final quote in the piece that, that stuck out to me a little bit. Um, Brendan Shanahan said, We know the ultimate judgment for this team will come in the playoffs. But we have to know and understand that the playoffs start with a great offseason, with great training camp, with a great regular season. If we take our eyes off that today, we'll be in trouble in the future. Uh, I actually like this statement because it's true. I know that a lot of people have been saying, like, we just need to fast forward and see what happens in April. There is no guarantee, folks, that this team is playing hockey in April and May. Whenever the playoffs start. There's no guarantee. This is going to be a tough season for the Maple Leafs. They're going back to the regular division. Where they're going to have Boston. They're going to have Tampa. Florida's a much improved team. Not exactly sure what we're going to get out of the Montreal Canadiens. But they seem to always kind of be around and in the conversation. I think the Ottawa Senators are a scrappy bunch. They always give Toronto troubles. Yeah, you'll probably be able to beat up on Buffalo and Detroit. But only three playoff spots are up for grabs. And then it's going to be at least five, if not six, of those teams in that division that are worthy of competing for those three spots. And then if you're talking wild card, pfft, now you got to compete with the Metro. You've got the Islanders. You've got Carolina. You've got the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Washington Capitals, the New York Rangers, it's tough there too. It's tough there too. I actually predict that both of the wild card spots will come out of the metro. And that is a prediction that I that I have made so far about next season. So if the Maple Leafs want to make the playoffs, I think it's going to have to happen by them making making it into the top 3 and solidifying a top 3 position. But again, you got Boston, you got Tampa, you got Florida. I don't think there's any guarantees that they beat any of those three teams. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm not saying it's not likely to happen. It can happen and I wouldn't be shocked. I'm just saying it's not a guarantee that this team makes the playoffs. And if that happens, look out. So when I go back to the quote and it talks about, yeah, you know, we understand that the judgment will come for the playoffs. But then he says, we also have to know that it starts with a great offseason, which. I wouldn't call this past off season great. It was kind of blech, to be honest. I think the best player that brought in was, what, Michael Bunting, in my opinion? <laughs> Peter Mrazek, I guess, um, the goaltender. But, and then a great training camp, all right? They're starting, and a great regular season. Look, I, I get it. We've seen great regular seasons, and it hasn't led to anything, especially last year. But they do need to have a good regular season in order to even make it to the playoffs. So he says, if we take our eyes off that, we'll be in trouble in the future. I agree. Don't just assume that this is a playoff team. I hope that they don't think in their minds, we're just going to coast through, and then once the playoff comes, then we'll hit hit the, hit the NOS button here. They got to make sure that they play all 82, and then keep it rolling once they get to the playoffs. All right, that's new for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked On Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. I'll be back with another episode on Monday, folks. We'll recap any of the news that comes out over the weekend. Also, next Saturday, the Maple Leafs and Canadians drop the puck for their first preseason game of the year, so I'll definitely be sure to start teeing up all of the 2021-2022 2021-2022 season. We'll take a look at the roster next week. We'll take a look at uh, at some of the things that I, I think might happen. Uh, take a look at the schedule a little bit, and it's it's going to be a fun. We'll start previewing up the the next season uh, starting next week. So make sure again you are subscribed to the podcast so that you get those shows uh, each and every day. Uh, until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.